0: You are listening to the Age of Heroes podcast, a podcast dedicated to pop culture, fandom, and the geek world. My name is J.P. Saurikolia. I am a digital creator committed to inspiring others to pursue their passions, their dreams, and goals. I am sitting down with creators and influencers from all walks of life to talk about their work, their experiences, and how to make a positive impact. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, how you doing? JP Kolia here and welcome again to another episode of Age of Heroes, this podcast. And I want to say to all of you, thank you. Thank you very much. This is uh, actually the season finale and I'm so glad. I'm so excited for it. It's been a fantastic uh, time. It's been a fantastic season. So many amazing guests, so many good friends have come and participated in this podcast. And uh, it's been amazing, great conversations. You can go through all this conversation, people that are involved in the industry and collectibles, uh, whether it's sculptors, painters, uh, people who are directors, uh, owners of companies. Also, we talk with collectors, with reviewers. It's been fantastic. And I'm grateful to every person who has participated in this season. But today is a great, to me, I'm excited. I'm really excited, I gotta be honest. I have a great friend a person who i admire i've been admiring for many many years which is eric sosa eric sosa i want to say thank you for taking my invitation to be here this has been on the worst for a long time i gotta tell you before i let, let him talk um actually i've been wanting to interview eric years for years and never had the opportunity for some reason of another i never really asked him it was probably like Two years ago, what I'm asking, but because of a lot of situations that, you know, he's always busy, he's involved with his company, with other companies doing a lot of projects, he's is a busy person. So we never got the time, It would never really match, you know, we never find the perfect time. And finally, you know, and I have the opportunity to do it, Uh, and I'm so glad, I'm excited, I want to say, Eric, thank you very much for, for really taking my invitation after all this time.
1: No, thank you, JP. Thank you for um, giving me the time because uh I know like sometimes when we, we, we would try to do it like it didn't work out. I didn't. And um, especially during the pandemic, my my schedule was uh the most overwhelming that it's ever been, I think. And and that's just like the you know, career wise, but you know, um that was also like uh, a full time uh well, I don't know if you can say a full time, but I was a bishop in my church and there were a lot of people a lot of families that needed help and during the mm-hmm. pandemic it was really heavy so so juggling all that plus my family and everything got got a little bit tough for me but uh but yeah i was able to do it i'm no longer doing that uh anymore um i'm still a bishop but not 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 functioning as a bishop you know i, mm-hmm. I have my own bishop. Now. but uh but yeah so in terms of my career yeah it's 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 getting pretty pretty crazy right now which is cool i'm very thankful and again i I honestly apologize if, if, if it wasn't possible for us to uh talk before. And I, I try to do that as much as I can, but I have like a list of people that have been asking me chronologically. So I try <laughs> not to like, you know, uh have people jump ahead because I think it's not fair. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, man, it 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 it's been a long time coming and I really wanted to be here. So I I really appreciate being
0: here. Oh, thank you, Eric. And uh, I know many of those who are listening, uh, many people are watching this on YouTube, but also others are listening through different platforms. Um, I want to say one thing. Um, I I would say that my main channel, which is JP Sour Reviews, started. um, uh, we just celebrated last year the 10th anniversary. It's been 10 years. Um, Initially, when I started my channel, I started uh, reviewing statues, sideshow, um, Bowen, they were the first statues. But the, the reason why my channel start, um, became a bit more popular then was because I started reviewing a lot of your stuff that you used to do with Kodobukia C- back then. Um, and those, some of those videos brought a lot of viewers, a lot of people there were excited. Uh, and to me I, I gotta say this, you know, when I started collecting statues many, many years ago, I started collecting a lot of Saisha stuff. But I remember, I still don't remember exactly which was your the first statue that I saw from you that really impacted me. And I moved from being a 1-4, a quarter-scale collector, a one-fifth scale collector into a one 6 scale collector. I think it was, I'm not sure, I don't remember if it was um, Wolverine or if it was Deadpool. I think one of those two. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 I kind of collected Bowen a bit, but I was not like full into it. But as soon as I saw your art, it was very, very different. Your signature style was different than anything else that was done at the moment. Uh, it was very nineties. It has a lot of that nineties five that to me that was like, Oh my God, I, it was different. You know, of course, you know, you know like, for those who know Bowen designs is very classic stuff, very, you know, like bronze age and all that, but you brought like the nineties. And I think that's what brought so many collectors into Kodorukia, you know, you were doing the X Men stuff. You were, you, you know, there were different lines like the Avengers line. You did, um, you know, there were a lot of things. You know, the Spider Man you did at some point too. There, there was a lot of different lines, and it was amazing. Unfortunately, you didn't. Uh, you are no longer working for Kodorukia, but you did amazing pieces then. Um, and I want to say thank you because actually you brought so much. I still have some of those pieces, and I always have fun with the stuff that you did. I've always been amazed at the work. Let me ask you this, uh, and I know you have, many people have asked you this question several times, how you got into this, you know, you know, I know it's a long story, but how you got into everything to become a, a statue or toy, you know, statue maker, toy maker. How can you give us a At least for those who are unfamiliar for the first time, I never heard yeah,
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've basically started, uh, well, it was my dad that introduced me to drawing. Uh, at first when I was a little kid I was like I don't know three years old or something
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know I remember the first thing he drew was a titanic ship I remember that clearly um although I don't really remember much of my childhood I don't know I don't know if other people do but I don't remember everything vividly mm-hmm. but I do remember that though uh and then uh I started drawing from that point on I would have stopped so I remember like you know they would just buy me like you know notebooks or paper you know blank paper and crayons and you know pencils and colored pencils and all that stuff and i never stopped and then one day uh we were doing i don't know we there was this author that came to our um, i think i think it was pre-k and she came to my school and she was writing this book about you know uh trees and how like you know the whole process of growing a tree and everything that, that, that's as much as i remember and um and so I drew a tree, but I made it like animated It gave it like, you know, kind of like, you know, like the branches were kind of like, you know, arms and, but it was like a nice tree, you know, obviously. And there was like a swing, you know, hanging from one of the, of its branches and a little kid and a mound of like leaves. I remember that mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened, but, you know, we all drew like our own thing after she explained to us the process of growing a, a tree and everything. And uh And my parents got a letter later on stating that you know if, if they were okay with me or my work being showcased in her book
2: mm-hmm. i never
1: got the book because we moved and i never got to buy the book or my friends never got to buy it but uh, i've always wondered what it, you know what happened with that book but anyway so once that happened and i saw the feedback and i saw that they were like you know pretty interested in my work i was like well maybe i one day i can earn a living doing this Mm -hmm. maybe there is a way you know and i was just a little kid you know but i was like i want i want to do this when i grow up you know in my mind i wasn't thinking like oh you know um i'm gonna make money or i was just thinking like you know maybe i can i can basically be like that and take care of my family by doing Mm -hmm. what i love i had no idea how like you know, what the career was like or anything you know but uh anyway so i kept doing it mm-hmm. and then like maybe a year later at my new school uh which was still pre-k i think um this ceramics teacher uh came in mm-hmm. and she taught us about like sculpting ceramics and and yeah uh the first thing i sculpted was like a uh, shark mm-hmm. you know like uh white because of i guess because of movie jaws or something
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and long story short uh, uh, the first moment or the first time I I touched clay Mm -hmm. I just knew that I had to do that the rest of my life Mm -hmm. I just knew it I just knew it through and through and uh, I remember the other kids were doing like you know I I guess they were doing utensils or cups but I was like nah man I'm gonna make a monster and that's what I did and a lot of people know this but that's what I like do the most I don't even really show it on my Instagram or social media every now and then I will but. I do a lot of monsters on my, on, on my own free time. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: So yeah. I, which I don't get a lot, but you know, I, I have a folder full of like creatures and everything. And, and I just love doing things from, from, you know, drawing from nature. So just lately I did a Venom and people are like, you know, reaching out to me saying like, Oh dude, where do you get the idea to do like the, the, the face? It looks very different. It looks alien. So I'm like, it's just, it's just a mix of everything that I've seen like eighties movies, nineties movies, you know, just like you know, behind the scenes on how they did like things like The Alien or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so yeah, man, it's uh, um, it's just been it's just been a fun ride, and that led to me doing that, like practicing every day. Like I mean, every day I would sculpt, mm-hmm. and I got to a point where my dad would just say like, Hey, you know, Eric, you need to go out. You know, uh, <laughs> you need you need to make friends, yeah. go out and bring. and I was like, I have a lot of friends. Uh, you know, my friends love my stuff you know and yeah, people go like can you draw me this can you draw me that you know and it was cool um so in that sense i was kind of popular um but then um as i in my teenage years i i just kept doing uh like the stuff that i like you know like the classic that you know most people like you know did i guess like you know the ninja turtles uh thundercats you know like thundercats yeah and silver hawks and you know uh mask you know, G.I. Joe, you know, Transformers. So I would sculpt everything and I would have mm-hmm. my my own collections, mm-hmm. like my own collection of each each series. So I wouldn't ask my parents, like, oh, buy me a toy because I didn't like the toys. I, I was like, the toys don't resemble the Japanese yeah. animation. So I, as you can see, a lot of my work is heavily influenced by Japanese animation. So I was like, "Nah, man, the, the is just doesn't match. So I would do my own thing. And Anyway, so when I was 16, after trying for a few years in high school to get into uh, uh no i think it was i was actually 17 trying to get into the ceramics class uh program that they had and i tried many times and i was always denied because everybody would just go there because it was a, a hub for meeting girls mm-hmm. for the guys <laughs> and the <girls laughs> for meeting boys and i wasn't into that you know i, I just wanted to do the thing you know just uh-huh. grab clay and make things and finally eventually i, I got in and there was this guy his name was mr glasgow he was a teacher amazing guy mm-hmm. but he was kind of you could tell that he was like ah, tired of the same thing he was retiring that that year and he told me something that that stuck forever but at the moment i was i i, I think i kind of dismissed it and maybe i b- might have been a little bit rude i don't think i mean that rude but i i he told me like eric why are you always making like x-men and you know and superman and you know mm-hmm. street Fighter stuff? like i mean why do you do that why don't you just create your own characters and i was like and I was like, this guy has no idea. These things are cool. Why would I try to come up with something, you know, yeah. you know, out of the blue? And I told him because they're cool. That's why. And he just went like, Nah, Eric. You need to you need to create your own stuff. You know, you need to do your own thing. And and I was like, okay, thank you. That's it, right? But I was like, whatever. He's crazy. And you know, uh, the next year or the next semester, there was a new teacher, and she was really well connected. I think she came from New York. Um, her name was uh, Miss Hill. And eventually she remarried or something, and now she goes by Heffler. That's her last name. And and she uh, she had connections. And when she saw my work, she said, You're no longer gonna be doing pottery. Cause I would do the pottery stuff, the assignments, mm-hmm. and but I would do it so quick, so I could actually have time to do my Street Fighter stuff, DC stuff, Marvel stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and she said, you know what? You know, you, you don't need to do that stuff anymore, the 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 assignments, the mm-hmm. pinch pots and the coil method stuff. And it's like just just forget it. Don't work on the wheel if you don't want to do that stuff anymore. Just make whatever you want. And she encouraged me to do that. And then like a year later, she went, like, you know what? We we're actually going to um introduce your work to Mattel toys. They're looking for, they're looking for sculptors, like, you know, an internship. And mm-hmm. you know, you should think about that because you're 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 about to go to college. So you, you could earn a living doing what you love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right. Now I had tried already man for years like reaching out to studios like Hanna-Barbera when I was like 14, 15. I even got to go into like, you know, Hanna-Barbera and and, and got a tour cuz I lived in Hollywood.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they were like off uh Topanga uh Topanga, I think was it Topanga. Uh no, I can't remember anyway. No, it wasn't Topanga. I'm sorry. I'm just confused with the streets here where mm-hmm. I live. Yeah. But um it was by the 101 uh near uh Universal Studios and uh and anyway, so I went in there, I saw what they were doing. I saw that they were using Super SuperSculpey for their maquettes. It was beautiful, man. And mm-hmm. and I remember this guy, uh, his name was Robin, I think. And he said, you know what? I would love to like, you know, we would love to like bring you in, but you're too young, but mm-hmm. just keep in touch. And eventually when you're older, like you, you could work with, here with us. And I never did, but you know, this teacher actually did get me into Mattel toys. And, and that changed everything. And I was there for like um, during the summer, just a couple months. And then they liked my 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 work so much, or rather not so much that my work was that good at all, but they just felt that I had this desire to sculpt it. I, that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So they probably thought like, well, this guy will be a great, mm-hmm. a great person to keep, you know? And uh and I I, I they asked me to stay another four months mm-hmm. after uh you know vacation, summer vacation was over. Uh they spoke to the school and I think they had to talk to like LAUSD. I had no idea, but they did it in such a way where I had this opportunity to work on Mondays mm-hmm. and the rest of the week I'd be doing, you know, my school thing, you know, every day. And, and and they'd be paying me as though I was like basically working every day. But you know, I was there at Mattel only on Mondays. And I did that for four months. It was awesome. And mm-hmm. then they offered me a time gig. Uh uh, but but before they said since you're graduating, you can go to college and you can go to Otis. Or you can go to not notice It was uh, back then it was um Pasadena Arts Center, mm-hmm. or you can go to uh CalArts here in Valencia, this okay. is near my home. So I live in the va- San Fernando Valley
2: mm-hmm.
1: in, in California. And uh, so anyway, so so I was like, oh that's that's exciting. And they said, Oh, here's here's a list, you know, uh check it out and, and choose whatever you want. And I was like, what a list? And I checked it out, it was vehicles, like cars and it was like brand new cars you know and i was like you know like wow this is cool and it was like a list of maybe i don't know just a few models and i'm like well, what is this for and they said oh you can have your own like company car and you can take it to college and everything just take care of it and everything we'll give you more instructions
2: mm-hmm. and i
1: couldn't believe it i was like wow so i'm getting a car mm-hmm. uh, they're paying for my college and then they said also when you graduate you'll get a contract for five years and then um you're gonna get a stipend for you know being a student. So I was gonna get like a salary to be a student. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna have money, man. I was gonna Sorry. be cool. I was I was I was not gonna be a starving uh, you know student.
0: So so you were what around seventeen at that time or eighteen? I was I was uh, seventeen.
1: I was seventeen actually. Seventeen when I started at, at, at Mattel, and uh, they basically said, yeah. So there it is, man. You know, this is this is an opportunity of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And back then, um. I had, I had basically uh, joined my church, and, you know, I really wanted to serve a, a full-time, you know, two-year mission. Mm-hmm. So but that's what I did. I, I actually have the name tag here. So, so I, I decided, I told them, like, you know, this is great. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. And um, when I come back from my mission, like, you know, we'll meet again, and then we'll do this. And they said, no, 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 wait, what? <laughs> what? Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to go like somewhere, you know, you know, yeah. I don't know could be in the world and um, I don't know where, but, you know, I could be going to France, Mexico, Canada, maybe here in the United States. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Japan, who knows? But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I want to do that for two years and then uh, I'm going to be doing community service and everything and and then I'll be back. And that's when things changed. That's when they said, no, 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 you're not going to do that. Mm. You know uh, we went through a process of weeding out all these people and you were the one that stayed. So it's really not fair that you're basically saying that you're leaving. Uh you have to do this. Mm. And they were pretty adamant about it. You know, they they weren't like, you know, forceful, but they were just saying, like, you really need to think about your future. Mm-hmm. And I said, Yeah, like, I gotta go on I gotta go on my mission. And they're like, No, your mission is to help yourself and your parents. And I was like, and you know, but um I, I, when I when I decide to do things, there's no power in the world that'll make me change you your know, mind. Like, change my mind. So I said thank you, but I'm not. And they kept asking me, you know, throughout the whole six months, like you know, wow. let's, go, let's go, let's go. And I said no. In the end, the last the last week I was there, they just said, you know what, Eric, here's a recommendation letter. Mm. Thank you for your time. We wish you the best. Maybe come back, you know, after you, you're done. Uh but we cannot um, basically guarantee anything. Guarantee that there's gonna be a, a spot for you here.
0: So what did your parents say about that? When in oh, that my part... parents were cool. My, my
1: parents were 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 really happy about that opportunity, but I think they were happier that I I had a conviction that I wanted mm. to do something you know different than just. And honestly, if I could go back in time, uh-huh. uh, I would just tell myself like, yeah, dude, do it. Just don't don't even deviate at all, and okay. and yeah. Because it, it, those two years, like I made amazing friends that are, we're still friends to this day, and Good. and I um, was able to, you know, uh, learn a lot about mm-hmm. being a better. Hero. So mm-hmm. that, um, I cannot tell you how much that to this day still helps me with doing business, and yeah. you know, I can walk yeah. in any room into any room, and I, I I'll talk to the CEO of the company. I, I I'll treat them just as nice as I'll treat the person at the entrance of the lobby. I, I I'm not afraid of talking to people, so that's something that I, I lacked before, you know, doing those two years in Mexico, and you know, and then I was able to, you know, meet a, a friend, became you know friends with him, and he basically years later introduced me to my wife. So mm. yeah, so yeah. I don't know, man. I just think that things happen for a reason, and, that's right. and then after that, I had to start again from scratch, mm. you know, like looking and everything. And I did go to Mattel, and they just they they the interview lasted like maybe. Seriously, like five minutes, I went in there, I showed them my portfolio and they were like, Hey Eric, how you been? How's everything? Oh, you know. And then I showed them my portfolio and they said, wow, you, you, you actually got better. And I was like, oh, thank you. And they said, but you know, like we told you, you know, like someone else took your spot and yeah. we're sorry. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's a pleasure to see you again. Just keep going. And that's it. And they, they stood up and they left. I was like, all right, take care. Bye. And I was like, okay. And that was it. And uh and anyway, um years later, this is really funny, years later, this guy by the name of Ian Richter, uh, his assistant reached reached out to me. And I saw this this email from DreamWorks Animation. Mm-hmm. And and this lady goes, like, oh, I am I'm writing to you on behalf of Ian Richter, he's the VP of animation at DreamWorks. Uh Mr. Richter wants to know if you, you guys can meet and you know, have like, you know some you know hot cocoa or whatever because it was winter you know, together or something or you know just just he wants to chat with you and i was like what who is this guy you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean like you know, famous uh, guy or whatever you know I really and I'm do,
0: like, yeah but i don't know that's so
1: weird you know and i was like sure you know and i was just checking the email that it was legit or anything because mm-hmm. sometimes you get a lot of weird things like yeah. that and uh yeah i had the meeting and you know what happened man it's so weird um this guy, Ian, he was the vice president of DreamWorks Animation. He was just below, like, Katzenberg and Spielberg, you know?
0: Wow, yeah.
1: He's a guy that was, like, a year probably younger than me. Really cool guy. You know, you could tell that, you know, he was well off and everything. And he even told me, like, he's like, Eric, he's like, I, I, I my career has been great to me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I live, I have a home in Malibu. You know, it's a nice place. And, uh, you know, um, you know, my career has been really good to me. Mm-hmm. But I want to tell you something. And that's the reason why you're here. And I'm like, yeah. It's like I envy you, dude. And I was like, what? Mm. He's like, he's like, I, I I've been following you for years. He's like, uh, ever since like, you know, there were forums and everything, I started following you. I found out about you. I kept looking for you, trying to track you down. I want to know what ha- what became of the kid that took my spot at Mattel Toys oh, when wow. I actually was to get into the, the art department. Wow really and then he said and you know what happened i got in at the same time you did but i went to the tower which was the executive you know or the executive mm. office he's like i i went into business i got an internship in business while you did what i wanted to do it's mm. like you took my spots <laughs> i was like wow, wow. He's yes. like, and i'm like i'm sorry dude and he's like no 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 he's like don't be sorry he's like you know i'm just Honestly, yeah, I have a little bit of envy that you know you got in there because that's what I wanted to do. And he showed me all the stuff. He was an artist and he mm. showed me all the stuff that he would do, and he would try to implement that into the process of the animation and everything. But he says, I, "I don't get to do it as much as you as you can imagine." But he told me, "He's like Eric. He's like I, I would trade everything that I have
0: <laughs> to be able to do what you do, what you do." <laughs> he's
1: like, Dude, "You have no idea. Don't stop." And I was like, "Wow!" That honestly, that was awesome. like, amazing. Hey,
0: yeah, yeah, it was a great. <laughs> motivator right there
1: <laughs> yeah, it, blew my, it blew my mind and then uh and then as we were like you know as i was showing him my portfolio um this guy you know just you know i just felt a tap on on my shoulder mm-hmm. and he's like hey, uh i know you're with ian but when you know when you guys are done you, you think you know we can talk a little bit and i was like this guy i had no idea who he was
2: mm.
1: and then after everything was done uh with with this guy ian really cool guy i've never heard of him again um he uh uh this other guy actually uh took me into the animation studio man mm-hmm. and it was beautiful in there and everything and they offered me a gig they offered me a job like full-time and everything it was awesome and but in the end they told me like you know what eric's like you know this place used to be full with people now all the jobs are going like you know um you know overseas overseas but you know, if you'd like to stay here for a couple of years you'll you'll do really well and and then i i told him like dude i'm i'm really learning you know you know digital i i'm not really that good he's like we'll teach you everything you know, we'll teach you how to do hard surface like you know like basically like you know mechanical stuff and all that stuff and and you know you'll get better man but mm-hmm. you know honestly if we were you we we you you should just like keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. i was like really it's like we we follow you it was so interesting dude yeah. i like i never heard of these guys and they're like you know like you know top level animators right yeah but uh it just seemed like you know they weren't pretty happy with what they were doing because they were just like once you're within a company you're like just a cog in the
0: machine, you know, in
1: the machine. uh-huh so but yeah they told me they, the guy told me like you know what dude it's like you know just keep doing what you're doing you know that's stuff you're doing with your own company just keep doing that stuff and i was like oh that's pretty cool and yeah i mean that that was my story with you know meeting these amazing people mm-hmm. uh whose work I had seen without knowing that it was their work, you know, mm-hmm. and they were just so gracious and nice and kind. And for them to even know who I was, I had no idea. I guess that, that, that basically is a testament to the power of the internet, you know, uh, mm-hmm. social media and all that stuff. Yeah. But honestly I had no idea that, that they knew who I was or anything over at DreamWorks, you know, but, uh, but yeah, man, that's basically part of, of, of how I started and, and then as you know, like I, I've been doing stuff with different companies right now, I'm, I'm working with different companies as well. And I've been doing one thing that I've been doing a lot, and it's, it's kind of like more of a, a way to kind of de-stress and, 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 and just enjoy doing whatever it is that I want to do is that I've been doing uh private commissions for private collectors and mm-hmm. it's been fun because they let me do whatever. Yeah. Sometimes there's clients that, that'll limit you, but you know, for the most part, like, you know, they let me do my thing and. I cannot tell you how amazing it is to wake up and just say, oh, you know, I want to sculpt a Hulk right now. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I have to do it. And they see it. and are like, all right, you know, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I got kind of burnt out, like right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, that's it. I'm not, I don't want, I don't want to work for companies anymore. I'm just so tired. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I basically, you know, stopped working with, with major clients and you know honestly it was good for my mental health
2: because
1: mm-hmm. you know just not having to basically prove myself constantly like oh well i have to get this done within 24 hours because sometimes i get a lot of jobs like that we're like oh we need this in a week that's how i got into uh mm-hmm. they
2: mm-hmm.
1: wanted something that should have taken like three months two months wow. uh, done with you know and i did i i i, I came through and you know the people that helped me, like you know, came through as well. But uh, it was a very tough time for me because my my daughter was very ill and, and she was at the hospital. And my wife was like, no, just just you know, just meet the deadline and keep going. Was and that the end, was I,
0: that the statue that what for Call of Duty that little statue that you yeah. did? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, and that thing should have taken more, man. It had like, I can't remember if it was three sets of arms or something like that, and different weapons and.
0: Wow. And, and so you did and that in, just, you did it in a week. a week. Wow, because that it's so realistic.
1: Thank you, man. <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh, no sleep, at all, no sleep at all. It was pretty tough. And I mean, had that been digital, even even being digital, it would have been a lot of work. And so 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 you so
0: sculpted traditionally. Oh, by hand, yeah. It was all by hand. Yeah. Wow.
1: You know, you had to do the rifle. You had to do the, the, the everything, man. It was so scary. <laughs> um, but you know, once I did that, like you know, and I never told Kodo that you know, I was having some issues at home with my daughter being ill and everything. Mm -hmm. She was more anything. But I guess the guys that work with me when they had to deliver everything, I wanted to be there. But my daughter was going through surgery and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I had to be there. So I asked them if it was okay, if I if I didn't deliver myself. So I had a couple of my friends, you know, George and William, they they delivered it. And they told them, they said, why is there not here? Can I ask? is he that busy? And and they said, Oh, it's just that he he didn't tell you, like, you know, his daughter, she's very ill. She, she could be dying. We don't know. Mm -hmm. So there, and they said, and he did that. He did all this, you know, during this time. this time Yeah. 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 And, uh, and they said, yeah. And he's like, wow. You know, I guess they were very impressed. So when I, they actually called me later, a couple of weeks later, and they said, we really want to meet you. So I met with them at it was amazing man when i met him the moment i i walked into the office the vp who was like you know this american guy and everybody else was japanese um that mm-hmm. oh you know eric is here they came out the ceo came out mr Kishida, you know uh really nice guy and um and then all the other staff members they came out and and they started like bowing but for a long time like many times many times for a long time to the point that i was a little uncomfortable i was like okay when is this gonna stop and i just whispered to the guy i'm like okay and um and he says oh dude this means that they're very grateful for everything that you did i told them about what happened to your daughter so they're very thankful he's like i think i think they want you to keep working with them and i was like really and i wanted mm-hmm. to work i wanted to work for uh kodo for the longest time mm-hmm. you know i had i would always go to uh comic-con and stop at their booth and and, and i would see their marvel stuff and I was like, "Hey, do you need someone to do the Marvels?" I was like, oh, no, no, no. Thank you. Thank you. And I kept going and going and going every year until eventually this happened. And yeah, then I got in and it was amazing. It was it, it was full of uh, adventures honestly being with mm. Koto and I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the culture. Uh it it, it there were also like, you know, um certain challenges and everything, but in the end like I think it it helped me a lot. If it wasn't for that opportunity with Kodo um, I think my growth would have been slower to be Lower. honest yeah, yeah cuz I was going to of up really quickly yeah
0: you, know? you were like it was like probably like an average of two to three releases every year and it yeah. was exciting i you know i remember it was exciting times because uh, a lot of people got to collect Kodo and i was one of them and to me, it was like every time there was a new show, whether it was Toy Fair, whether it was San Diego Comic Con, New York Comic Con, I was like, okay, I want to see what's new, what Eric has done, um, because it's just it was a- an amazing thing. I would say one thing that i that really struck me of what you were mentioning earlier about your journey. Uh, it's the fact that everything that seems like a like a step back has also prompt you or have been something that has pushed you forward in a way, uh relationships, you know, with people like taking, not even working at Mattel. I think if you were to stay with Mattel, maybe you, to this day, probably you'd still be working for Mattel or something like oh, that. But yeah. the fact that you've been able to do what is in your heart and being positive about it has been able to prompt you to, to do things that are many artists with we have loved to do now. And I think it's one thing that I think perhaps not only like you said earlier, you said something that was very, I think it's important, something that I think defines you a lot is that you are, at least in my experience or what I've seen, I've talked to you several times. You're a very approachable person. Uh, you're mm-hmm. always positive. You also share your point of view in social media. Also, you have shared your struggles as a person and also as an artist. And I think that brings you, that makes you feel human, in a person who also feels and struggles the same as we do. And I think that's something that really has created a following. A lot of people really love that part of you. I speak for myself. Uh, one of the reasons why I admire you, I not only admire you because you're a great artist, it's also admire you because I feel that I can connect with you. Um, and not only in the aspects of the art of the things that you do, but also in, in your dealings with your family, with your faith in, in dealings with, you know, life itself, as a whole. And, uh, and yeah, I think the social media has a big part of the the reason why you're you're very popular. Do you think that uh, you know that artists should involve themselves more into that aspect of sharing some of those you know not only the highs but also the lows in social media? I
1: honestly think uh, most definitely, yeah. I uh, you know I I mean obviously you know people don't get to see what goes on behind the scenes, but I'm, I'm usually listening to podcasts, book, audiobooks. I don't get to actually read, read. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I, 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 I'm always on this journey or it's a nonstop journey since I started, you know, since I can remember, Mm -hmm. um, my dad was the kind of person that always, uh, you know, basically inspired us to learn and get better and get better and know more and whatever, you know, and to be honest, like, you know, um, I'm always looking into what it is that I can do to improve as as an artist and 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 also a, as a person, you know? Uh just just be kinder, be nicer. We were mm-hmm. speaking about that Mike before we, we started the interview and mm-hmm. just just uh become more approachable. And to be honest, I think uh when you are just like yourself, I mean you you're not you're not trying to be approachable because you have a, a an end in sight or there's like a like an ulterior motive. You just want to you just you truly just that's something I learned when I was a missionary, is like you you love people just for being who they are. You don't you're not seeking to get something out of that interaction. Mm-hmm. You just just want to serve people. you want to help people. you 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 want to be happy, but you become happy by helping others and And there's no ulterior motive. It's not because oh I want to get money out of you or oh, I want to get you know advance in my career. No, I just I still keep in touch with. People like James Marsano is an amazing sculptor and, and artist. And now he's like one of the main guys over at uh, uh within his department over at um that company, what's call it called? It's a huge company, it's amazing. Um uh it's uh uh League of Legends with uh Riot, Riot Games, yeah.
0: Riot Games, yeah.
1: You know, and I keep in touch with him, not because I I I I'm expecting for him to hire me one day or something. Mm-hmm. Not, not even. It's, it's just cause he's my friend. I like him, he's cool. Mm-hmm. you know and there's this guy uh Aaron that also works there and and Aaron is like an amazing sculptor and you know I I follow his stuff and everything and and I I'm I'm in touch with these people not because I want something uh from them it's just because I I like them I truly like people so uh when people approach me I I always try to spend at least one or two hours a day out of my time to like answer questions I do that every day I I either comment on my, uh, you know, basically whatever messages I post or pictures or something, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I try to comment. And if I can't comment on everything, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. I at least try to add a little heart, you know, to their comments, you know? Um, Because I I believe like, you know, if it wasn't for these people that are supporting my art or or coming to see my, my stuff and at least giving me a like or something or leaving a comment, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be able to do what I love. So it's the least I can do for them. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to artists, like, sometimes they approach me. I mean, not sometimes, constantly, almost every day. There's new up-and-coming artists that ask me, like, hey, Eric, or, or even professionals that will ask me, like, hey, Eric, how you do this? Or um, I heard that, you know, you're working at this company. Do you know if there's any, any, any work for any other person? And then if, if it's something I can do and I can help, I, I, will, I will do what I can to help them, you know, and, uh, or teach people, like, like, I'll do what we're doing right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: with someone that will approach me and go like hey, Eric you know I I, I want to know how you do that technique with the uh the ZBrush material that makes your stuff look like like it's an a- animated you know character mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll send them the link to the, to the file and you know so they can download it and take the time to like show them and why I do that uh, because I just enjoy doing that. It makes me happy. That's it. I, I don't do it because there's any ulterior motive or mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, oh, this guy in 10 years will be uh, the yes. CEO of, uh, I don't know, Hasbro Toys, and then he'll give me work. No, I, I just do it because I love it. I just enjoy doing that. I love that as much as I enjoy sculpting. So it's really weird. I cannot tell you, man, how many times for some weird reason when I don't know where to go anymore, like sometimes, like, you know, because I've been a freelancer for like, what since 2003 Mm. and i cannot tell you how many times i just i'm just sitting here and asking god like what am i going to do now there's no Mm. more work and all my other clients everything stopped uh i know things are going to work out but you know please please just give me a hand you know (laughs) and then out of the blue man out of the blue like with 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 with, uh, marvel that happened you know, I was just like thinking like, what am I gonna do? Like everything I, I had taken a vacation because I really needed a vacation. Yeah. I went, I went to uh you know, I, I went on vacation with a friend and and then I came back and then nothing, man. No emails, no messages, nothing, no answers to my queries about like, you know, do you need something or anything, whatever? And and things were slowing down. I was like, Oh, this is scary. Uh, it's it kind of feels like 2008 all over again. Mm-hmm. Um and then and then out of the blue. A, fr- a friend of mine reached out to me he goes hey Eric he's like you know I've been checking out your your work it's awesome you know your Marvel superheroes he's like uh would you like to work for Marvel Studios and I was like
0: what I was like
1: <laughs> what yeah. yeah I was like yeah man what do you mean it was the messenger I'm like yeah, yeah man he's like, Johnny he's an amazing guy uh-huh. and I told him like yeah Johnny I I yeah you know so I'm like that that's that would be my dream I I mm-hmm. I, I mean Yes. You know that they need someone, or or or, or is it just you? Like, is, is it, is it a you know hypothetical question? <laughs> and I because like, the answer is uh, or either is like is yes, you know, a resounding yes. And he said, no, it's just that I have a friend that you know he's a producer there, and he, he's looking for for artists. And I told him about you, and he likes your work, dude. He likes it a lot. He he says that it kind of lends itself to the style that they're using, which was like, I guess I can say it now. It's it was based um, the shows, you know. Basically, uh main thing was that it was based on JC Le- Lane Decker's uh uh artwork, which is mm-hmm. you know, he was like uh you know, as famous as uh Norman uh Rockwell. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who that is, but he yeah. was like a famous illustrator and he did the Saturday evening post. And JC Lanecker actually he was there before Rockwell. Mm-hmm. And stuff is amazing. And it's just beautiful. If you were to do his work, you know, and, and basically imbue that style into superheroes dude, it's amazing so when i when i saw that um that opportunity i was like no this guy this guy's probably just joking mm, around I'm like, dude, are you kidding about that marvel thing he's like oh no they're calling you any moment and uh and yeah and then you know a couple of you know, days later i was thinking like no that can't be like you know why, why would marvel want to be why, why would they want to work oh, with me yeah like, I don't think they're interested in my work and sure enough, I, I get a call. Caller ID said, you know, Disney uh, Walt Disney Company. And I answered. And within five minutes, I had the gig. The guy goes like, hey, we want to know if you you want to work with us. Uh, you know, we love your stuff. And how much money do you want to make? And I was like, what? <laughs> I, was like, no, I, I didn't get that. And then the guy was asking me, like, how much money would be fair? And I was like, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> well, you tell me, man. I, I have no idea. And okay. he goes, how about this much? And I was like, okay, that, that sounds cool. And that's it. And you know, that was pretty cool because that carried me throughout the pandemic mostly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had stopped working for all these companies because mentally I was just tired. And, yeah. and, and, and honestly, like, although it was like, you know, a pleasure doing all that stuff for them and everything, it was just overwhelming. Mm. And it happened.
0: It was a complete 360 right there. Different.
1: Like, you know, 180, like 180. everything was different. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, this is a different way of, uh, of working. And it was just fun, man. It was just beautiful. And uh, I loved it. I enjoyed it. And and yeah, the I, I went to meet, I went to Marvel Studios in person because the next day the, the guy goes like, okay, so now that we set up like, you know, your your profile and everything and how much you want to make. And, you know, it was fair. I'm not saying like, oh, I was making millions or anything. No, no. but it, it was pretty fair, you know, for, for you know, um, what the standards. You mean, yeah. after- yeah, and then uh, you have to understand that I'm in L.A. L.A. is super expensive yeah. and getting worse. So uh, I went there and I met the guy that actually did all the concept art since Iron Man 1, you mm-hmm. know, for the MCU, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Minor Day. And okay. he's a young guy. He's probably like, you know, I think he's younger than I am, but amazing artist, man. And he had a, he has a team that's just incredible. And I could not believe that I was in there. Mm. it being be by that guy i was like no way this is not real you know and uh, and yeah i i basically the guy goes like hey dude i love your work it's like it, it reminds me so much of the classic stuff that you know like just your faces remind me a lot of uh, this guy jc landecker have you have you seen this work and i'm like yeah i'm familiar with it but i you know i've never really gotten into it as much as like say rockwell mm-hmm. and then he goes like yeah check it out get this book buy it and he told me which books to buy and yeah, man, it was just beautiful, and uh, and I couldn't believe it, man. It's just, uh, it was fun. It was fun doing that. And then, at that point, I was like, "Whoa, I, I, you know, I, I was like, this is the top. This is the pinnacle. The pinnacle That's it. Career, you know? yeah. the pinnacle of my career, like yeah. marvel, you know? And then, a few weeks ago, that that became something different. So, uh, so yeah, so so now I'm doing I'm doing some film stuff and i Mm -hmm. guess eventually i'll talk about it but it's just like think the 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 you know like one of the most prolific you know directors out there in Mm -hmm. in film Mm -hmm. and did he approach me you know through a friend an amazing friend that you know i own tacos man uh, forever (laughs) for life and uh and yeah and i i can't believe i'm working on these things that you know are just incredible and and then my friend goes like oh and now this other guy wants to work with you i was like are you serious I like yeah man they love your work i was like that's incredible to me man yeah i don't know how these things are landing on my lap but i know that i'm very grateful and i will be forever grateful you know to the man upstairs but also um to my friend you know or mm-hmm. the people involved in, in helping me get these opportunities and uh and yeah man so the the least i can do since sometimes i you can never really pay this back to people Mm -hmm. i try to forward to others and that's what i do because you know i i've I've seen artists that were struggling years ago and now they're like in great situations and and they're cool they still reach out to me they say hey eric you know i still remember when you you know you took the time to do this and you know it just feels good man being able to see someone uh succeed um because i i i I didn't have a lot of that you know uh, in my career you know uh, i mean i i did have my teacher that helped me but aside from that a lot of people basically they just wanted something out of you know the ability i had most of the time and finding people that truly just do it because they care for you Mm -hmm. it's that's a little tough sometimes especially in in my industry and uh and But I found people like that. So I'm not saying that it's across the board that way. But but it's it's something that I, I feel it is my mission. You know, I don't consider myself a great artist. As a matter of fact, I'm, I, I'm not in love with my artwork. I don't. Like, I'll be sculpting mm-hmm. my stuff. I'll finish it. And then I'll look back. And I, I cringe. Mm-hmm. And I know this may sound weird to you. Mm-hmm. But to me, it makes me feel uncomfortable looking at my work. And I do keep reposting sometimes just because, you know, I know people like it, but I, I go like, I could have fixed this. I could have fixed that. And, you know, and then it becomes like a big thing where I'm like, okay, I'm going to apply, you know, the correction of those issues onto this piece. Then I do that piece and it's an improvement over the last one, but then I'm working on another thing and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at that leg. It's awful. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a never ending thing. So when people You know, when people, you know, message me or they post on on my Facebook feed or whatever, and they go like, oh, master, you know, you're the best senpai and all that stuff. And I'm like, it's uncomfortable. And, you know, I mean, nothing against people saying that. I appreciate it, you know, but I, I, I do not. I mean, me feeling that I'm a master of what I do couldn't feel, you know, more far removed than the way I feel. Because I, I don't feel that way at all. I see the the works of Mark Newman or Andy mm-hmm. Burkowitz or Daniel Bell or, you know, all these people that are like just incredible, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I'm like, I have so much to learn. And I do. Okay. And I do. This is not false modesty. I truly know. Once you get to know something really well mm-hmm. or fairly well. You become acquainted with your own flaws, and then you know like, "Oh man, you know this is wrong i I can fix this, but sometimes the other issue is there's no time sometimes you have to rush things mm-hmm. and 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 you know there's no chance to just go like, "Hey, give me another day or give me another couple hours there's none none of that yeah. and you just have to send a file and it has to be sent well, so it's, it's 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 kind of tough balancing what what you think you could give versus um." you know, what they need at the moment and what they expect. So it's, it's kind of tough sometimes. You know? yeah. So that's why I enjoy doing my own stuff when sometimes I'll take a year to finish a piece
2: mm-hmm. and
1: even with that, yeah. I can go back. And sometimes I go back and and, and update the sculpture because I'm like, wow, I know how to do this now. I learned this and it's pretty cool.
0: And I will tell you one thing. And now that you say that I I'm going to make a confession here for you and mm-hmm. for everyone else that is, watching or and listening i do not consider you the best sculptor out there thank you i do not however you're my favorite sculptor out there (laughs) that is a difference thank you man because there are artists out there oh my god they're amazing like you mentioned some of the names here like they they are so realistic like the sculpts are hyper realistic. They're like, they know anatomy, like, like no, no one else's business. You, you're not anatomically correct. However, no. you capture the essence of this characters uh, in a way that to me, it's like so profound. I love them. I just love your characters. I just love them because I know they're not anatomically correct. But they no. just look like Never. the pages of the comics. It's like when you come on, th- you know, when people back in the day with comics back in the nineties, when all these guys like Jim Lee and all them came out, there was all that's you know, that that fight between about oh, they're not anatomically correct. They're not this and none that. You know, everybody was comparing everybody, all the, you know, the masters of the Bronze Age, you know, like people like yeah. you know, you're comparing them. You know, they are were masters of anatomy, but these guys like, were breaking the rules.
1: Like, oh, no one like, my, nothing like Michelangelo. Yeah, no, I
0: know. They were breaking the rules. They were breaking the rules. Like, you know, Jim Lee was breaking the rules. And one thing I will tell you Jim Lee, I, I many sculptors have tried to capture his art, and they huh. always fail because his art is so three dimensional in one way. It's so different to, cap, you know, many artists have tried from many different companies. People like a <laughs> Scott Campbell, they're just different. You know, like, it's hard yeah. to capture this stuff. But you are able to capture their essence very, very, very well. And I don't know what it is. You know, to be honest, I, I cannot really point at it. And, but there's something about so energetic about your work. It's a signature style. When I look at your stuff, I know it's you. Even I don't need to know the name. It's I know it's you because it's just your signature style. And to me, it's like, I love it. You know, that's that's the reason why. And I always said it and I will continue saying it you are my favorite sculptor, you know? And yeah. So the sculptors are, are, are great and phenomenal, fantastic. And I love their work. You know, there's so many fantastic or, or sculptors that I love, but I just in love with your style, even though I know it's not the perfect or the best or the most anatomically it's not, correct. It's
1: not anatomically correct. I know. You, you want to know something? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something. I could sculpt something like this uh-huh. perfectly. Like I can catch it, you know, uh, in, in movement and whatever I can, um, I can do. I don't know if you ever saw my stuff, but I I can do like you know portraits that are like you know yes, like that, I've that seen those. person. I can do that. Now the the thing is that portraits I enjoy doing realistic portraits. Anatomy, I I find it boring. Like mm. like matching anatomy, you know, inch by inch, like you know, to a say like uh like a you know whatever bodybuilder. It's cool and everything, but that's not fun to me mm-hmm. so i i believe this is my personal thing and this is not you know something that people should think oh that's the way it should be but i believe art should basically be impactful art should be like you know if you're if you're sculpting a, a character that's you know about to punch someone just break the arm just literally break it and just sometimes when i would mm-hmm. do things by hand i would just break the armature and just break it and just, like, just bring it back where you know where you can't do that in real life no. But when you do it in 3D and, and in a sculpt, it looks amazing. And and that's what I like to do. I don't like to do biceps just normal way or as, as you know, like my deltoids. I it's not that I don't know how to do real anatomy. I just I just choose to exaggerate everything. Mm, everything the, the, that makes sense. Of the of the of the muscle, you know, length or the volume or just like the expression. So basically I'll grab something like this, and, and you know the character is screaming, right? And he's he's screaming, so this is a mm. skull. So this would be a normal scream, but this is what I do. I'll do something like that, mm. and you're like that's dislocated. But yeah, make it happen. Just make it work. That's what I do. I just I've learned throughout the years. I've learned the rules, like uh-huh. the rules of an, enemy. and then what I do is that I basically Push break the limit. them or bend them. That's the reason why a lot of people ask me, like, oh, so why 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 the avatar of Neo always because <clears throat> I relate oh, okay. with the character he breaks the rules, he knows the rules, he needs Break to them. learn the rules first. Because see that that's the thing, and it's just something that I, I, I share with people when when they're learning how to do like sculpting or drawing or something. I just tell them like learn the basics of anatomy, learn mm. where everything goes. And then like a lot of my stuff dude, doesn't follow doesn't follow, sorry, doesn't follow the canon of the uh eight heads or it doesn't follow the canon of like you know the pelvic bone where the belt is Uh sometimes i elongate the torso and people go like whoa his belt should be here not up here i don't care i just yeah i just think it's more interesting and that's what i do but um it's not that i am not aware of, of where things should go it's just that i choose to exaggerate things and i know that's not everybody everybody's cup of tea people think like Oh, wow. Eric's stuff is, like, deformed. It, it is. I, I, I do purpose. it on purpose.
0: On purpose. Choose to.
1: But many times I've done stuff behind the scenes, like stuff that I don't really get to show, where the stuff has to be, like, anatomically correct. Like, mm. you know, basically all the features have to be more human-like, you know, so or more realistic. And, yeah, I've done tons of those projects. But a lot of stuff that people don't know that I do is, like, you know, I've done a lot of, like, you know, Disney stuff mm. that I don't show my portfolio i've done a lot of like you know purses or shoes for barbie or barbie heads or you know i even did like you know um the governators uh you know the the the, you know arnold schwarzenegger's wife uh maria shriver Uh i scored her for mattel as uh as a barbie so it was pretty tough matching her features to something that's so subtle and you know and she's obviously human and she's got really great uh real great you know bone structure so i had to like match that with the subtlety of of, of a barbie, oh, oh, barbie. And that that is very tough I'm you sure. know what's easier it's easier to sculpt like uh like uh like a hulk uh-huh. than to sculpt like you know um something like that so so when i started at mattel you know they have like the best like you know uh-huh. you know sculptors worldwide they have people from china they have people from the uk they have people from just different places, right? And I would ask them, you know, like every day, I'm like, so so what should I focus on? Which style should I focus on? And they said, learn everything. Mm. Don't get stuck uh, with one style. Mm. Because if you can learn to do Barbie f- faces or female faces, and you can do baby faces,
2: mm.
1: if you can do males, if you can do, you know, realistic or stylized or animated stuff, mm. if you can do all that, then you can get, most of the jobs that are thrown at you
2: mm-hmm. and
1: throughout the years it's been that way mm-hmm. so I, I i'm able to do like i can't show you right now because she's all the way up there but i i have this cinderella that i did
2: mm-hmm. and
1: she looks pretty cool and you wouldn't think like oh eric can do cinderella like yeah i, I can but <laughs> because at the moment that's what they needed you know but
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's it's basically a choice like doing the stuff that i do and the way i do stuff like you know like if you look at these guys who are here uh-huh. that's just a choice it's just a stylistic choice, but if they wanted me to do something more serious, which has happened many times, then I can do it. But I choose not to. I don't think it's as fun. Okay, that's it. I'm, crazy, I'm sorry. It's just you know. It's not as like, you know, fun. If I did something like say this skull, I can I can I can replicate this skull, and I I do practice stuff almost every other day. I I practice like doing different things or different styles, so I don't forget. And uh, and I can do this skull and mm-hmm. match it. Look. But I also have skulls that I can show you that are completely stylized and crazy looking, elongated like jaws and, you know, just just crazy stuff. And, you know, that's something that I don't show, but it's just it's just it keeps me on my toes. Like I keep practicing realism. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just reviewing the rules, the ground rules of anatomy. And then I look at other people's work, and I'm like, oh, wow, the way that, that guy does knuckles, it's incredible. And then I, I I study that, and I sculpt it, and replicate it, and then I make it my own. You know, that's it. After you've learned uh, all these styles, you can go like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to make this thumb, like, fatter or shorter or longer, whatever. Mm. And then all of that comes together, and, it, 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 and when it comes together, it's like a whole different style. Different history. style. And some people like it i i don't know i'm just glad that people still buy my stuff because with people like 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 daniel bell or 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 you know all these other amazing guys like you know like mark newman um you know uh keith kapinski you know people that are doing like really cool stuff um it's it's interesting that i still have a job because you know it's just it's just the stuff that they do it's 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 amazing you know but i i just love doing Stuff that's a little bit more exaggerated, so I've always been a little bit of an actress since I was a little kid, i guess
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and in, in terms of my my artwork, so I would always like exaggerate things, so when the next kid was just doing like a like a like a drawing a tree, mm-hmm. I was actually drawing a tree like moving and you know with eyes and facial features and everything. I always like to take it to another level
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it doesn't always work, but uh for me, it's just i don't know just tons of fun I you
0: think know. you know I think you. It's definitely like you were saying. um, It's because the way you choose to do it that sets it apart. Um Yeah, because like for example, you're talking about Bale, and he's a phenomenal uh, sculptor, and I love what he Jeez. does. But he has never captivated me. And I'm not saying this because I don't uh, admire his work. I think he's fantastic. I don't and, know. And
1: everybody has their own their own, their own thing, you know, style that they like.
0: But what I I think is also part of the the work that he has done, of course, with Saisho. Saisho has gone into the more realistic style, as something that they have choose to do mm-hmm. as a house, uh, as their own yeah. is the art style that they prefer, and I, I love it. You know, there, they have a lot of fans as the reason Saisho is such a popular company now, and they grew from that from that same principle. But what really brought me to you and actually made me strictly at some point a one six scale collector, I, I would say not only a Kotobuki collector, but mostly an Eric Sosa collector. That was it. Um, it was because you capture the essence of what I remember of comics, you know, reading the, in the nineties, the comics from, you know, the X-Men, it was just such a weight. I felt that I felt, I felt that you knew, it's like you translated the pages of the comics into your work in a way that I felt the connection, and I still do.
1: That's actually, that's actually what I was doing, man, all the time. That's what I do. I, I'm a huge, like, 90s uh, comics guy, and I, I look back into that constantly, constantly. I have tons of files just, oh, how did, you know, Mar- Mark Silvestri do, like, eyes when they were squinting? or yeah. How did, like, me do, like, action poses? And I try to emulate that constantly and i i actually had the chance to work with him um and i learned how he did certain things and that kind of gave me i guess like an edge in terms of how he does certain features of the face and certain areas and everything and honestly uh you know i worked with his um painter is uh no not not painter but the the guy that does all the color first colors comments, yeah, the yeah Alex colors. okay Three years ago yeah colorist yeah and he uh he gave me a lot of tapes like oh well, you know when Jim does this, he does this and this and, you know, like like this school, but just exaggerate a little bit more, exaggerate this, exaggerate that. And I was like, wow, I was like, all right. And yeah. And then I was like, okay, he said that I should exaggerate. So I just kept going.
0: But yeah. Yeah, because like when you look at back, you are technically applying the rule or the technique that was, I think, made famous by Jack Kirby. You know, he is the one he's the as many consider the, the father of modern comics. And it's yeah. because when you look back at his golden age stuff, it's more, you know, more traditional. There were a lot of artists doing kind of the same traditional style, but it was later yeah. in his career when he started to dive into breaking the mold or breaking the, exactly. the making things more exaggerated, making things a little bit chubbier.
1: the rules, right? Uh, yeah. Breaking the rules. I guess he was more seasoned. Mm-hmm. And at that point, maybe he didn't care to please anyone. He knew who he was. And he was like, you know what? I'm just going to do what I like and that's it i'm pretty sure because you can tell he was enjoying it and yeah jack kirby uh is someone that i look to uh when it comes to like poses and things like that he's so his his style is so dynamic. dynamic it might not look realistic but it's just so cool and it is i try to implement all those things like uh you know like a pinch of you know jim lee a pinch of kirby a pinch of you know simon bisley when i do my muscles you know uh-huh. so uh-huh. the way i think is that when i do myself is basically a lot of people ask me is like i think of the silhouette and i'm like okay which artist do i want to match in terms of silhouette sometimes it's Jim Lee, sometimes it's just like something based on you know say captain versus you know marvel is just or something so the silhouette or thundercats and the silhouette is all there
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know the features are all there that rem- are reminiscent of the cartoon for example but then within those lines I I push things and I start doing Mm -hmm. things and and everything just pushed. Like I could mix basically the Thundercat style with Simon Bisley and Jim Lee and the result would be really cool. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do. And then eventually it became something more of a, like my style, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's like you have, I have different recipes for things. And then I use the, the, like a certain recipe where sometimes there's more of a dash of Jim Lee or a more, more of a flavor of like, you know, Jack Kirby or, Whatever man, you know, or shifley Brothers, those guys are amazing yeah there's the, it's just so dynamic without even moving it, it, it could be a static character, and mm. they'll make it so it looks like it it's alive, yes so I, I borrow that stuff, and I'm like, I'm gonna borrow a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then I'm like, okay, and this is now my choice, my style choice, this, 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 and then that's it, and then it 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 comes out looking the way it does, but it's just it's just something that you develop, like you develop a style by basically practicing you know maybe just imitating certain styles and then eventually certain tiny elements you know certain slivers of of certain styles like become a part of you Mm -hmm. and then when you show the work it's like oh that's it i recognize that you know like like if you look at my work most of my characters they have like the sternocleidomastoid the the muscle that runs Mm -hmm. from behind you into your you know right in between the and into the sternum Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's kind of more like, you know, like the way they did it in the 90s. Like, you know, the way they more drew it. Like, you know, yeah. More pronounced. Yeah. Much more pronounced. Or like a V-shape. You know, something like this character is completely, like, hidden, basically, behind yes. the draw line, behind ear. And I don't do that. I just love that. Because I learned that from Japanese anime. Oh, yeah. You know, Ninja Girl or Street Fighter, the animated movie, or whatever, man. It's just, like, all that stuff, you know, 90s video games, like, you know, SNK and Kingdom of Fighters and all that stuff. Street Fighter, so I basically my art is a mix of all that stuff that my I in stuff. the nineties.
0: You know, I think What's one that? thing that you're saying and it's true, and I, one thing that I think I totally relate with you because I grew up in Mexico, I live in Mexico, I went to school in Mexico. Um, I came, you know, been living in America more most of my life, but I went to school in Mexico, so I have the one thing that in Mexico we had a lot, and I'm sure you experienced that on, you know, because you were traveling constantly because you you have family there. Uh, it's how big you know anime is in mexico and oh yeah it's yeah. huge you know like and not only I, that I
1: lived, in, I lived in mexico for a few years and yeah man like mass in jersey
0: was yes, like a big deal you know
1: the intros for like you know for like american cartoons like thundercats uh silver hawks you know like mask you know they were all done by this uh korean uh you know studio and they had heavy anime influence so so, yeah, man, that's why, like, in Mexico, people people are so imbued with, with anime it, throughout the culture. And that's amazing. I love it, that.
0: Yeah, and, and one thing that, like, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of the shows that we even watch in the 80s that we're watching in America... Most of them were actually drawn by Japanese studios, you know, for American companies, you know, for American studios. Well, they were for American yeah. companies that they were actually airing it on American TV, but actually that was Japanese people doing those. When you're about the GI Joe, you're talking about Ghostbusters, you're talking about all of that. And that was the best animation of the 80s, was produced in Asia. Yeah, yeah. And um, exactly. it's such a dynamic, you know, anime and manga are so dynamic. Um And that dynamic, the dynamic poses, all of that they do, of course, is something that we are now seeing uh, very reflected in a lot of the things that we see here in America now. Some of the TV, you, you mentioned uh, some of the movies, like you mentioned recently with the Neo, with the Matrix, all of that, of course, based on Japanese manga, all of that, which has yeah, yeah, imp- yeah, a yeah, powerful, powerful influence. Post. Yeah, so it's just, yeah. it's what, you know, this is the thing, like you connect with so many things that I connect with. And like you, right now, you, of course, you have for those who are not, you're not watching but listening, he has a T-shirt right now of the Thundercats, and I can see the Super Seven uh, Thunder Tank in the background. You know, you're a big Thundercats fan. I am a big Thundercats fan, and I know for years, I know you you've been wanting to produce this uh, statues with that style, with your style. Well, I, I, I've been wanting I can that. Tell you
1: something. I have something to tell you. Right now, I'm working, and I can talk about it. It's it's fine. I'm working with a company that actually owns the license for uh DC stuff. And, and also it seems Thundercats from what I've heard in just a few days from them. So it seems like that may become a reality. I don't oh, know, wow. they, but they said, I I think we can do it. So I'll let you know. I'll keep it posted. But if that happens, you'll, you know, you'll be the first to know. Yeah. And, crossing uh, my
0: fingers now. <laughs> I I, I, I told
1: the guys, like, I would I would do that for free, Matt. Just like, just tell me and it's yeah. yours. I'll see i I can all the models. You know, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's something that I've been pursuing for the longest time. I even had the license at some point. For for some weird technical legal reason, I couldn't use the names for the mutants for the bad guys.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, I can't I can't market this without the name. They said you just can't do that. When I got that email, I was very concerned. I was like, well, I'm paying for the license. How come I can't do it? And then eventually I saw other companies like basically using the name. So I was like, why? Why can they? And I can't. And I asked. And that that answer never came. Mm. And eventually I ran out of time in terms of the license. So I never got to do Thundercats. But I wanted to so badly. But it was just not possible to market them without the name, the actual name. I don't know why that happened. I don't know why that was so. But, um, you know, I, I've been seeing this, this interesting uh anomaly happening Happen. lately. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, where things that I've wanted to do for the longest time, like making monsters, which I want to do. Uh, I was like, "Well, I'm probably gonna die. I'm never. I'm only gonna be doing superheroes. Like I'm just gonna be sculpting Wolverines for the rest of my life." <laughs> and and I, I enjoy it. I mean, don't get me wrong, but you know, I want to make monsters, creatures. Mm-hmm. You know, Yeah. You know? And it's interesting, but now it's it's something that I'm actually doing. So it, I don't know how it landed on my lap, but you know, I'm just thankful. You know, and. Being able to basically work on Thundercats, uh, mm-hmm. finally, uh, that's a dream come true. If that happens, it's going to be awesome. So Yeah, I'm
0: sure. Uh, this is one thing know. that um, because you mentioned you have worked with a lot of amazing franchises, of course, with Marvel, you have done stuff for DC, um, You, have, of course, stuff, um, What you know, trying to remember, you know, you have a, a lot of several things. Um, is there a franchise that besides, of course, Thundercats that you just mentioned, any other franchises that you would love to produce at some point, whether it's with a company or what franchises would you love to produce?
1: Number, number one, the number one that to me, it's like, you know, uh, the thing that I've always wanted to do, but I, I've never been able to, uh, the the real Ghostbusters. Oh, wow. That's what I would love to do. Like uh, just, you know, like, you know, semi museum posters of the characters, you know, with their, with their backpacks, you know, protein packs and, you know, maybe like, you know, some kind of prop at the bottom, whatever, like maybe a ghost trap or something, mm-hmm. but just something like that based on the intro from the actual cartoon. cartoon. That man, like, so you can line them up and it's the same thing for, for Thundercats. I would love to do something based on the intro. Like, so I've, I've been studying that for years. So when, when people actually see them, they're going to go, oh, dude, that's from the intro. Oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember yeah. that post, you know, that's it. And I know no one's done that, and i don't I don't understand why man it's so sad and when when it's been done and this is not me attacking anybody or anything, but it's been done it's been done in a way where I feel sometimes companies think or we tend to think that we know better than the fans
0: and the mm. truth is
1: that it, it you know just give them what they like you know they they want something that's reminiscent of the same style that they used to watch just just upgrade the the anatomy a little bit, you know, but don't. Don't go all out where like you add different armor pieces and everything. Then it's not
0: it's not the same. It's not the stuff. same thing. Yeah, because like uh, and- like I think the concentration with Ghostbusters primarily and the statues that we have seen and figures mostly we have seen is always on the movies. Of course, on the first movie, the second movie. Yeah. But the real Ghostbusters was such a impactful. You know. Cartoon. It was my favorite cartoon. Amazing cartoon man. It was my it was, favorite cartoon. I have the collection. I watch it for at least every a couple of years. I go through it and watch them all. I had no idea you Ghosts those. And it's like, to me, it's like why no one is producing. Of course we have some action figures from by diamond select toys, not long ago, but no, it's like no one wants, and no one's touching the, 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 the and there's so many characters and so many things that were producing that it was a very, I would say for the, for, for a children's cartoon, it was very mature but it was such a it was a, it was such an impactful thing and i would love to see you do it. and i i seen some of the renderings that you have done i think with egon i think you not long ago i think uh, you had it egon, and it egon looks good P- yeah it was just
1: that was those were just sketches but it was kind of based on what i thought it would be cool to make a mass as, as statues but you know it's it's basically based on the actual turnarounds the only thing that i that i did was like you know basically in between the lines of the overall design I added like, you know, you know, basically like, you know, fat pockets and different mm. things just to make it a little bit more updated. Okay. But I'm respectful of the original design. The original design. And that's what I want. Then, and then I would give them like really cool expressions and movement and everything. But uh, yeah, I just don't understand why that's not happening with either that or Thundercats or, you know, all these other like, you know, um you know, animated you know shows that you know i'm pretty sure that if you were to do them like i I know there would be an audience out there because people are i don't know if you notice this i don't know what your opinion is on this but people are kind of tired of the whole superhero thing like you know it's 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 not just the mcu or or whatever like you know live action films but it's just like you know even comics and it's reflected in 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 terms of sales Mm -hmm. you know they're not doing well and i think that is because people are not really we're not really giving them or companies are not really giving them what, what, what people are seeking for. Like we go out of our way to like basically deconstruct the character and just turn it into something completely different. Mm-hmm. So completely alien to the original Design. take of the creators mm-hmm. that when people see it, I was like, Oh, this is Superman. Oh no. Thank you. I, I don't know. You know? And so, but if you, if you keep developing the characters, you know, their, their stories kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I know it's not everybody's cup of but a good example to me is like Covert Kai like I I honestly yes. was a little weird because I live I live around the corner from from where they were um, filming the... They, uh, the movie uh at uh Daniel's uh you know uh what's it called the apartment building the apartment it's building like kind of like, yeah, yeah it's probably like five minutes away by car and and basically uh, I saw that they were interviewing you know Ralph Macchio and and the other guy you know uh William William Sapka It's his name yes I mean, I can't remember. something
0: like that yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, and they they were interviewing them and and I was like, oh, what's going on, you know? And that was it, you know. And then next thing you know, like Cobra Kai, you know. And I was a little weary about it. I was like, oh, I wonder if they're gonna mess it up or you know. I, honestly, for the most part, I think they they've done a great job, and that's what I think we need to do that's a formula. Like, you take the foundation or the core of of of, of the series or mm-hmm. the characters and everything, and you just develop like you know, as from a perspective of a fan without basically destroying everything that you know about those characters Mm -hmm. without betraying what what the original creators intended for the characters and i think there's a way to do it in in a in a in a in a way that respectful and also um break new grounds in in terms of like you know finding new adventures or or developing the characters and everything and i think you can do the same thing with with statues like you know yeah you can upgrade certain things but just don't take it so far where it's almost unrecognizable in terms of the, the design, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Well, like you no, were saying ahead. one thing that, um, and I think you're correct on this one because I, I, I even see it reflected in, in the statues, you know, right now, um, uh, it seems that companies are, there are two things that ha- are happening right now, or they are just repeating the same concept over and over and over and over again to the point that you ju- there's nothing new or exciting anymore. Or they're just going too far to the left to the point where, like you said, they add so much stuff that actually you're not recognizing the character. I think there has to be a balance Uh, going back to basics. but Also, you know, you have to expand or push a little more, Mm -hmm. but you have to still keep the essence of that character. And I feel that, you know, unfortunately, I've seen a lot of uh, people. I think the biggest complaint that a lot of collectors have nowadays it's not that there's not an abundance of products because now there's more products than ever. There's so many companies out there producing so many different characters. In so many ways, the same characters, you know, there's the same, there's like, if there's a Batman, there's probably like 10, 20 Batmans on pre-order right now. But in some way, they're not, like to me, they're just all kind of from the same, you know, they're cut the same way, they're built the same way. There's nothing refreshing about it. And at the same time, or it's too far too, too extreme that it doesn't feel batman to me and of course you know there's so many i think everybody's jaded of batman but i would love for companies uh to try new things you know like like you said there's so many franchises out there that i personally i grew up with i would love to see like the real ghostbusters like the silver hawks um i don't know there's so many other things that uh that I would love to see in a statue form, you know, like like the dinosaurs, things like that. there was a lot of kind of obscure yeah. shows growing up, but they I would love.
1: I I was wearing my my dinosaurs uh t-shirt there. But uh yeah, man, it's uh I, I get you. I I think it could be done to be honest and you know, another thing is that I've seen is that sometimes companies uh kind of copy each other or um or rather there's certain companies that don't copy anyone else, they just do their thing. But I've seen some of the biggest companies, like basically, they mirror everything that was done before. Like, there's a Spider-Man out there that looks just like something that Koto did, and then there's like this whole that that company did that looks a lot like something Bowen did. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like a, a consistent thing. And I think people are, at some point, people are like, dude, this is just this is just the a, same a, thing. A, it's the same thing. Only like, it, yes, it's it's upgraded and you know better anatomy and everything you know, better paints, you know, or paint work, whatever, and paint apps. But it's um, the same thing. It's it's the same thing. It's like, I already have this Bowen, you know, whatever, Scorpion, and now you're doing another Scorpion that it looks just like this, but it's only updated or upgraded a little bit. And that's fine, but you can't keep doing that because eventually, you know, you're going to suffer in terms of like, you know, pre-orders. And that's what's happening across the board right now as we speak. Pre-orders are not what they used to be. That's right. So a lot of these companies, especially the ones that have a huge overhead, are are in pain. I talk to the factories all the time, and they tell me like, yeah, man, it's like it's it's slowing down. You know, people are not buying as much as before, and it's a combination. Granted, it's it's a combination of things. It's not just oh because people are bored of the same thing or same poses, whatever. But it's also like you know the economy and things mm-hmm. like that going on. But uh, I I think you're right. If 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 companies were more um, you know, a little bit more creative and 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 in 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 terms of giving people what they wanted, and and upgrading things a little bit, but without going to extreme, uh, I think they would have a, a a better following in terms of sales and stuff like that. But then again, it's I I mean I'm just saying that. But you know, someone could be listening to me and saying like, oh well, yeah, whatever, you know, you don't know anything. But I'm I'm just saying that I I do kind of talk to a lot of. People that collect and they give me their feedback. And one of the things I always hear is that it's overly saturated. It is smartly saturated. There's new company. There's gonna be another company coming out next week. And then another two uh next month. And it's like that. And everybody wants to do Marvel, everybody wants to do DC, and you know, and it's 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 getting to a point where people are like, you know, it's kind of pointless to collect. It's it's all it's all too similar. But I I think there's eyepiece out there that could probably do well, but then again, maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe, maybe there's really not that much in terms of sales, mm-hmm. and people haven't. They don't want to risk it. It's kind of like Hollywood. It's, a, it's a micro, you know, reflection of, uh, of 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 what's going on in in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like you look at Hollywood, like where people are always complaining that there's no new movies or different type of movies or like original movies, right? It's always remakes, and that's it. Think about it it's the same thing happening in the in the statue industry that's true it's like there's things i can show you you know i can send you pictures so you can see and it just you tell me what you think when i show you all these statues and all these statues that were done prior to those and they're the same thing they're just mirrored.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: like what you know why you know so it's almost like they're saying like oh this is the easy way let's just let's just let's just copy what you know Kodo or bowen or this other Casper or whatever toy base did you know Mm -hmm. a few years back and that's okay but why not just hire a good concept artist and just do something different you know and and try to stay true to to the core look of the character I don't know maybe I'm just wrong but then again there's a lot of competition there's a lot of other companies like you know trying to get a piece of that cake but that cake or the slices are becoming paper thin you see Yeah. Because more and more companies are getting it used to be that license source would give the license to only to a few sectors of the planet. Mm -hmm. You know, few companies, you know, okay, you have you you have this this uh you know basically territory and you know you cannot go into this territory, but now it's like it's it's almost like it doesn't matter anymore. And that's creating chaos. Mm, And that's why you have all these new things coming out that are kind of similar. And it's the same thing that happens in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you'll see, like, uh, um, a movie. Remember in the 90s, like, there was, like, you know, like, Volcano, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there was another movie that was kind of like it. And then there was, like, you know, that movie with, you know, with the asteroid, whatever. I, I can't remember right now. Was yeah, there were movies. a lot of
0: similar movies, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then there was another one, you know? Like, same thing, same thing, same
0: thing, you know? And. Yeah, when we had Pearl think- Harbor and then there was, like, like 20 movies that they were all (laughs) even the posters even
1: the posters are way too similar man it's like what you know why don't you just hire Drew Stussan that guy used to do like amazing iconic posters but then that was over with Uh, but yeah it's uh, I think that's what's happening and you know I know that there's no company watching this and they're gonna say like you know I mean it could be but I'm just saying They're not going to go, oh, yeah, he's right. Let's do this. You know, there's a lot of factors. Yes. There's a lot of factors. Sometimes the fans, we want this done because we love it. But the truth, I'm telling you, you know, when you do the sales projection, it's not good. It's not good. People are not going to buy it. And then so the reason why you keep seeing, you know, like 20 Spider-Mans coming out of the same company Mm -hmm. in the past, like, say, 10 years Mm -hmm. is because that's what sells. reason why you don't see like characters like say scorpion a lot or 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 say uh i don't know the blob or you know characters from the brotherhood or something of of, you know of mutants is because those don't sell people Mm -hmm. want cyclops people want you know what's her name phoenix Mm -hmm. they want you know wolverine that's it yeah they want venom carnage and spider-man that's it and you give them like you know something else like the prowler or something oh, The yeah. shocker nah. yeah the shocker. like pfft, no so and people go like why don't you make c-lister characters but I they're guess. not you know, buy them so you know we we have to stay in business so that's right so that's also a, a, a main reason why companies do what they do it's like i'm pretty sure i work with companies that want to do like different things but when they see the sales projections and I don't truly know how they get that info, but it's like, I'm pretty sure like they have someone asking like people or posting on forums and when they see no reaction, they're like, oh, okay, or they'll post something and there's not that many likes and they're like, oh, okay, this is not going to be good.
0: Okay. Like I think one other thing that I, I also, that um, I admire about you over the years is I've been following social media for a long time now, but um, it's, you always share some of that. You make, you, you and the, you bring the conversation in reference to the things that, that are part of the industry. You're always talking about things that sometimes are controversial that people don't want to talk about or the things that people are one-sided with their opinion, but you always bring those to the forefront every time there's a comment. And I can see that that creates a reaction. A lot of artists talking, you know, there's a lot of back and forth. I, I remember when you were one of the uh, first, one of the first actually to had a stand in reference uh, when there was that controversy between traditional And digital sculpting like there was a big divide but you were firm about it you were one of the first ones saying um and you're a traditional sculptor but by trade also you know by but that's your formation uh but you also are a a person that had to embrace digital sculpting uh as a way to survival you know that's part of the job and you were you know you were saying it this is something that we had to stay with we had to go with it uh you were recommending people that were coming from the um realm saying you also had to know your traditional stuff. You need to know your anatomy. You need to know the basics, but you were one of the first defenders. And I remember that conversation. I remember that post. Um, and you know, voila, you know, you technically were a prophet, you know, people were saying that, that wasn't the case, but now this is what it is. You know, I I would
1: tell them like guys, there's going to come a point where machines are going to be so good and so cheap that everybody's going to be able to afford like a 3d printer. And basically you just are, you're just going to go to a, to a website and you're going to be able to buy all these models that you can print and they'll be cheap. And everybody was like, nah, that's not going to happen. And just go on Patreon. That's what people do (laughs) because you know, it's not that I'm a profit or anything. It's just that I like to like put things together as I talk to many people. Uh And it's the same thing I do when, like, like I said, when I do my sculpts, I just basically Reference a lot of uh, a lot of different artists and, and and get a little bit of this and that and then I form a picture in my mind of what I want and then I put it out there. It might not always be exactly what I see in my up eye, but it's it's the same thing when it comes to these things. I kind of like I would tell my wife like you know in ten years time, there's not going to be a lot of work just working off the collectibles industry. I told her this was in 2010, and she's like, no, that's, that's always going to be a lot of work. You're doing great, you know, you don't have to worry about that. I'm like. Trust me, there's going to be more and more people learning digital and they're going to get really good at it to a point where it's going to be overly saturated. It's just like, I don't think so. That's what we're going That's through.
0: That's what right? we're going through. Yeah.
1: And, and and I just have this thing where I can just censor things. And it's the same thing with AI nowadays. People are freaking out. But I feel that we shouldn't worry about it so, so much. I mean, I do worry about 2D uh, artists mm. a lot. I do. But um, but I know... Stop. I've talked to different companies. I even worked for a company that we were developing this this thing with AI uh, for you know just doing facial recognition and stuff like that. And the system was basically learning how I did things. Mm. At the time, I didn't know it was AI specifically. Later yeah. on, I found out. But anyway, so the thing is that yeah, there's a lot of things there's a lot of things behind the scenes that we don't understand te- in terms of uh, technology mm. that are so advanced. But 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 also, I've talked to other people that are like in the industry that know more than i do and everything and and they've told me like eric there's nothing to fear really like you know i've talked to google i've talked to this company or this company and they still don't know when ai will be able to do stuff as good as you guys do in 3d Mm. so you know you're safe just just keep going so that kind of gives me that kind of gives me solace in 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 terms of my career and and i try to give people that that hope that you know just keep doing your stuff and you'll be fine but but one thing I'm really adamant about is telling people like, you know, AI is not cool for it to be stealing from us. Cause it's mm. stolen from a lot of artists. Yes. I, I could, I would probably there say like 99.99% uh, of, of, of the artwork out there. It's been stolen by AI. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder it got so good so quickly, but there's still certain quirks with it, certain issues, but they're going to fix those. Like at first it was like the hands, remember that? Mm. And then, I was like, I told my friend, they're gonna find a way to fix it, and they did. The next update, it was gone. It was, yeah. And and still, you know, there's certain things that you see that are kind of off, but for the most part, there's a lot of things like superhero stuff that MidJourney's is creating. That's amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: inspiring, to be honest. And whether they like to say it or not, there's a lot of companies, especially video game companies, that are using Midjourney like constantly for mood boards and ideas and everything. And they tweak things, and that's fine, you know, whatever. But what I don't like about that is the fact that basically it, it kind of took from all of us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, but the thing is that the genie's out of the bottle, like, like many people say, mm-hmm. what can you do? Mm-hmm. You either sit there and complain like no AI, no AI, no to AI, you know, or you do something about it. And I have friends that have actually created software to protect your images. To be honest, man, I'm not going to do any of that anymore. It already took like most of my work that's online. Mm-hmm. So there's a website that tells you, that that you know whether your artwork has been taken or not and i don't care anymore at this point what i care is to basically create my own stuff create a brand you know basically collaborate with other larger brands and do stuff and 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 maybe keep doing some of the 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 the, private commissions that i've been doing that that honestly you fill me with joy just being able to do all these characters the way i want to mm-hmm. which i don't get to do when i do stuff for companies uh-huh. but that's not bad it's just it's just fun to me that journey but i don't know where it'll end i don't know if it'll end at all uh-huh. unless i die whatever, obviously but, mm-hmm. but whether that happens or not i that's not keeping me awake at night it's not what i worry about is it's uh mainly is you know the, Am I am I basically putting all my effort to, like, learn and get better at what I do? Or am I basically kind of doing what some of these companies are doing where they keep giving you the same thing over and over and over? Mm-hmm. People don't want to see that all the time. They want to see your work evolve. If you look at the work that I did for Kodo and mm-hmm. you look at the work You're doing that now. I'm doing, you can see it's different. Yes. You know, you kind of go like, it's kind of similar, but it, it's, it's slightly more out there, say, without coming across as being like, it's more know, mature. eat it, but it's, it's a little bit more involved. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that point in my career where I I'm doing stuff where I feel more comfortable and more, uh, how can I say more, uh, self-assurance when I'm developing my stuff, mm-hmm. you know, feel more, more at ease with doing my work without having to like tremble with every stroke and go like, is this right? Is this good? Oh, are they going to like this? I'm getting to a point where I, as much as I listen to feedback, Uh I also, within those parameters of listening to feedback, I just do what I like. Mm -hmm. I seriously, I know that sounds wrong maybe, but I, I'm, I'm like around 2008, that started happening to me. I was like, you know what? I used to enjoy just sculpting rocks or, or shoes, or even like, you know, like say something like, you know, like a lollipop. I, I would just truly enjoy just doing whatever, sculpting something. And then it got to a point where something started happening where I'm like, I'm not enjoying doing doing this kind of stuff as much. I want to do this, and I started looking for that, and it started coming to me, coming mm-hmm. my way. And now I just do what I love. I just truly just do what I love. So right now I'm working on 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 some uh, religious uh, stuff, mm-hmm. which I, I will be able to talk about later on. Mm-hmm. I'm working on. I'm looking at my list here. I'm working on some anatomy packs. Um, for uh, it's stylized anatomy, but it has to kind of look realistic at the same time, but a little bit, you know, a little bit stylized. I'm doing that for a company. I'm doing uh, a line of superheroes, like you know that, like I told you, like DC. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that happens soon, and we can announce that. And I'm working on on some digital uh, collectibles as well, and doing some film stuff. So, honestly, man, it's um, it's it's been it's been just um, incredible fun. Mm-hmm. being able to shift gears from this to this to that, you know, and that I, I think that's what keeps me uh afloat mentally. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, okay, it's not the same thing every day. Cause when I got to that point, like I said, uh prior to the pandemic and during the pandemic, I was still doing stuff for companies and I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> it got to yeah. a point where I was like, I can't do this. I can't. It's like, you know, they'll hire you to do like a miniature figurine.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: something that you're like, oh, this set of figures will be done within two weeks. And they'll even ask you how long i'm like is it is two weeks okay or three weeks yeah yeah that's fine and then that goes on mm. you know it extends to like you know say six months later and it keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going changes 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 it gets to a point where you can't even do as much stuff for other clients because
0: you're already stuck on that one
1: you know the project is taking up so much time and then when you see the 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 amount you're getting paid versus all the projects that you're probably not taking on because you can't you know you don't have the time it's not worth it but stress wise it's pretty stressful, it's stressful. so yeah so i got to a point where i was like i told my wife you know i don't know what we're gonna do but i can't i can't keep doing you know the freelance stuff for, i need a break i'm I'm done i can't do this mm-hmm. and she says it's okay you know we'll see how we we, we make it happen and and then, yeah, and then, like, the, the thing with, with, with Marvel happened. And that was a completely different pace, because it was all concept art. And I loved doing that. And I always wanted to do it, but I could never, I, I never, I was never able to get those gigs. Mm. And then the boot just landed on, on my lap, and I thank God for that, you know, because honestly, I was, I gotta be honest, I was praying a lot for that. And yeah. and, and, and that's another thing, people ask me, like, you know, and I, not to get, like, religious or anything, mm-hmm. or spiritual or anything, but I had a manager when I was working at this company many years ago at general giant studios and um we were doing things by hand, obviously back then two thousand and one and and you know we were doing these harry potter uh figurines tiny tiny, tiny tiny
2: mm-hmm.
1: like maybe not even an inch tall, and they were having a hard time getting approvals because the artists, like their hands you know oh, mm-hmm. you know shook a lot because I guess they they drank a lot of coffee and I didn't <laughs> drink any coffee, all right, and I was younger, obviously, and and still my hands are steady, like, I, mm. I've I been a surgeon, but anyway, so, sometimes I'm like, I should have been a surgeon, oh, but doctor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is that, yeah, the, the faces were so tiny, man, like, I'm telling you, like, you know, like, they were tiny, 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 and, uh, uh maybe the size of a ball bearing, that's how big they were, and, um, uh, tiny, and, uh, and the guy was, like, Eric, do you think you know? I, I want to switch gears from whatever you're doing. I, I, I want to try your hand. When I want you to try your hand that at sculpting a miniature, and I had never done that.
2: Mm. I was
1: like, all right. And then you would come back, you know, at the end of the day, and I would show him, and he was like, oh my gosh, this is this is good. And he would get the the little lens, and, the lens, and yeah. I was like, how did you do that? And I was like, I just did it, and I just used this little tool with really tiny sharp, like you know, needle thing. And I was like all right you're getting all you're getting all the miniatures and then they started giving me all that stuff all that stuff all the stuff and now i was happy i just didn't care i just wanted to do whatever the client wanted i was just enjoying myself doing that i wouldn't even go out to lunch if mm-hmm. the same thing happened to me at mattel when i started at mattel i wouldn't go out to lunch i would just eat there i was i would just i just wanted to sculpt man you understand i love doing that
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then, um and then the guy was like okay man it's like you know people would come to my my cubicle and they'd be like watching over my shoulder and and I'm like, hey, everything good? And it's like, we just want to know how you do them. And I'm like, I just, I sculpt them like everybody mm-hmm. does. It's like, yeah, but we can't get any other sculptors to do the the facial features. How do you do it? And I was like, well, I just, you know, I had a waxer and I had this really sharp tip that I would basically sand and and you know, it was like the, the the tip was basically the the size of a needle. And I would just add little tiny drops of of you know of wax and for the nose and then like start shaping the nose and the eyes and everything, eyeballs, ears, whatever. And they couldn't believe it. So one day he goes like, you need really need to tell me that you have to have a secret technique. And I'm like, it's not a secret tool. I'm like, no, man. He's like, when when I see you, when I'm watching over your shoulder, like you're not doing anything special. I'm like, yeah, I'm just sculpting. <laughs> and he's like, you have to have a secret technique. And then I started thinking, I'm like, you, you must do something. What's your process? And I'm like, well, I, I first start with a prayer and I ask God to help me and guide my hand so I can, you know, do something that you guys like and the client likes that's it and then i start sculpting he's like wait so you're saying that you you ask god to help you i'm like i do everything i do and he's like oh so so you're religious i'm like no nah, not religious you know i just believe in god and he's like okay all right so here and so every time he would bring me something he's like i need you to pray a lot for this <laughs> another another prayer for this <laughs> and so so yeah so i um every time that I do something, I I always, I always do that. And uh, no, I don't know, man. I, I know people, you know, may not believe in God or some do whatever, but I, I'm just saying that that's, that's how I do things that's and it's worked out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it works for me. So, um, and all I can tell you is that yeah, <laughs> some people are like, like, it's just like, nah, man, it's like, you're you you going to have to pray a lot and, and get this done, you know? Cause sometimes people talk. Uh-huh. So people 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 know and they go like hey man so so you know I, I can't work on this sometimes they would come you know walk in uh, you know up to me and go like uh come into my cubicle and go like hey dude do you think you can you, you can pray for this flash I, I can't get the face right and I'll go like all right and it's like no really can you help me I'm like sure and I was just like start doing it they would come back a couple hours later and I was like all right I I, I defined the forums I, I tweak things everything's like thanks dude thank you and and that's it you know but it was just like a like a like a running gag all the time, but um, Uh there's really, there's really um, nothing better than to do what you enjoy in life. And, and, and to be able to, you know, uh, do that for a living and take care of your family. That's the best thing. So for that, I will always be, be grateful to, you know, everyone, everyone involved in, in allowing me to, or helping me to achieve this, you know, be it my wife, my kids or my, my mom, my dad, my teacher, you know, that got me into, into Mattel or the people at Mattel, the sculptors at Mattel, you know, the people that buy the the stuff that I do, you know, so I will always be grateful. So that's why I try to spend a lot of time just, just reaching out to people or when they reach out, you know, try Mm. to answer, you know, sometimes it's very tough. I got to tell you, yeah. because sometimes I'll be answering, like say a, a few of the messages and then, like, I come back, you know, like, maybe next day, and they're, they're buried under a bunch more, which is cool, and I appreciate that, but I, I can't keep up. It's very tough. It's very so.
0: tough. Now, coming to the end of the podcast, um, is there's any advice that you can give to young sculptors, because there's plenty out there that I know. they would like to yeah. get into this. Um but they don't know how, or they just don't feel confident enough, or they see in all these conversations and they may think that they don't have what it takes. What will you recommend? What would you advise to them?
1: I would tell them the same thing I tell everybody, or my, my own daughters, they all they all I have four daughters ages eleven through eighteen, uh, within that, that, that window. And, you know, they're always asking like that, you know, do you think I should do this? You, you think I, I should probably just quit? And I'm like, Do you love it? you enjoy it and they're like yeah do you want to do this more than anything else or is there something else that you like to do more than drawing every day or sculpting no this is it so okay you just keep practicing and and i I, you can't really tell but i have a bunch of books like a ton of books and i get every time there's something new like right now i just ordered uh the pre-order for um i think it's a pre-order for the spider verse uh, Uh across the spider verse uh-huh. So I'm always buying books, and and they get to use them. We share them, you know, and they have tons of them in, in their own rooms, and they're always drawing like constantly. So I always tell them like, you know, just in order for you to get, because I I have a daughter that specifically loves to do a lot of anime, and I've told her many times, mm-hmm. if you want to get really good at anime, you shouldn't be drawing anime as much. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, you need to learn the foundation. The foundation is uh, realistic anatomy. Learn realistic anatomy once you know the rules like what i said before then you can bend them into whatever you know style you like and this is like basically stylized uh you know um anatomy and she's like no this doesn't look like the same planes of of this skull or this face that you have here and i'm like yeah and then i'll show her you know and then i start drawing and i'm like see every single element that you see here it's here in this anime face it's just more subtle or more blended." but it's it's all there Mm -hmm. if you know how to do this like and I told her like you know I've been studying the work of Japanese sculptors for years for many years since the 90s early 90s and these guys would go to schools where they learn how to sculpt or draw the David once Mm -hmm. they know how to do that they can replicate something like that then they can you know basically learn the rules of anime you know based on on top of those realistic rules Mm -hmm. of, of anime and then they can make things more more cool. That's it. Wow. So that's what I would tell people. Like one thing that, that a lot of people think that I could be wrong with, but you know, it's something that I know that the masters believe, the Renaissance masters was basically if you were to be a draftsman, like kind of like Leonardo,
2: uh-huh.
1: um, you know, you were expected to draw a lot, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if you were expected or you wanted to be a sculptor, you were expected to draw even more so than a draftsman why because basically sculpting is just drawing in 3d In 3d if you know if you know where the hidden ear is in your head you know then you'll be able to you know basically more easily sculpting. so you need to know these things once you know the foundations of anatomy then it becomes really like uh, real easy to actually like skew or or tweak or stylize it but I know a lot of sculptors that are amazing at what they do, but all they can do is like, say, animated style characters, like, you know, really amazing stuff. Like, but if you ask them to do a realistic portrait, they get lost because all they know is the deformed proportions of caricature mm-hmm. or, or animation. But there's uh, on the same, on, on, on the, you know, basically on the other end, there's people that do amazing, realistic things. And then you tell them, like, okay, draw me a Mickey Mouse. They cannot do that to save their lives. What I tell my kids is, like, because I've been introducing them to this show called um, The Oldest One.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, my daughter's, like, uh, Heroes. Do you remember the show Heroes? Yes. Uh, so, I like, do you remember that guy, Peter Petrelli? And she's like, yeah, the guy that gets close to people and, and absorbs their powers. I'm uh-huh. like, yeah. I'm like, that's my power. Like, I basically go to Japan, see what they're doing. I take notes i take pictures i'm like oh this notes. i do that on my phone and i'm like mm. oh, you know and then i come back home and the first thing i do i implement that into something a new piece or something and then as i do that i absorb that it, it, it becomes part of my subconscious mm. so when i do something it's there so that's it that's it it's like basically grab as much information as you can in terms of foundational information like for anatomy make it part of, of your of your hard drive and then um as you get better at that uh also practice the stylized style or whatever that you want to achieve like if you want to be a book artist then that's still stylized um then go for that practice that as well but every day practice realistic human anatomy that's Mm -hmm. what i do i do a lot of like like you know exercises like you know Mm -hmm. twice three times four times a week of real human hands real Mm -hmm. human like features like you know just serious like you know like you know realistic style and then like you know throughout the day I apply that into my stylized artwork and it helps and it makes you better but if you don't have a foundation based on realism then your your work will suffer because everything that you do I don't care which style it is be it chibi anime or just like you know whatever type of anime or you know comic book or you know european art you know kind of uh you know comics you know everything's based on real anatomy once you know the rules you can bend them you can even break them mm-hmm. you can even like make them explode it doesn't matter but once you know that and you know you're set so i always tell people practice the foundational anatomy
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know once you do that once you get the hang of where everything goes then then you can tweak things exaggerate things and it'll work but yeah, practice every day, like, you know, like your life depends on it. And usually you don't have to tell that to someone that just like basically does this because they love it. Because mm-hmm. Sometimes you even have to tell them like, you need to stop there. You need to go eat, you know, because that <laughs> happens to others, That happens to me. But, you know, when someone is just doing it because they're thinking, when they approach me, they go like, how much money can I make off of this? And then I oh. look at their portfolio and I'm like, this is not going to last because he might be inspired for a while just because he's thinking of a check. But once you know, once things get, you know, once things get harder, then he might go like, ah, uh, you know what, this is too tough. But when you love something, you stick to it, be it a relationship, be it art, be it a job, career, whatever, man. Once you love something, you stick to it. It's a natural thing. No one has to tell you to stay there. It's just something you want to do, that's and right. it's the same thing. And that's, that's right. what I do. I Love doing this, and I hope that the people that are listening, like you know, if they really truly think. And this is something I ask my daughters, like, is this something that you would do for free? And they go, yeah, if I could, if I didn't have to eat, <laughs> if I didn't have to pay for a house, yeah, I would do it for free. Every day, I would just do it. And because I tell them, like, if you had $10 million and you, did, you didn't have to work the rest of your life, what would you do? Art. That's what they tell me. Art. Okay. So then just keep doing it.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: eventually, you'll find the way. You'll find the right people. You, you'll connect. Another thing that's really important aside from practicing your art is um, is networking. Mm-hmm. Networking. It's not just that I know artists that are incredible, man, but they don't get work. And I'm like, how can you not get work, dude? This is amazing. If I had the money, I would just like, you know, hire you all the time. The thing is the thing is that they don't know how to network. So people don't even know they exist. I I have friends that are amazing. Like I I have this friend in Spain. I love him. I hope he doesn't get angry at me for saying this, but He's an amazing guy, just an amazing human being, Mm -hmm. incredible artist. He can do any style. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like I can do any style. He can do any style. The thing is that he doesn't really go on social media. So people don't know who he is, you know, and he's got like film credits and everything. And he's incredible. He's just the most amazing guy, which reminds me that I need to call him. But anyway, (laughs) uh, but uh, he, uh, he started doing that more and more. And now he's getting more likes and more, you know, interaction with people. That's what you need to do. Just because you are good at something, it doesn't mean that everybody has to know who you are mm-hmm. because oh, I'm good and that's it, people should know. If I posted it a couple of times, people should know. No, That's part of your job. You need to post. I, I'm always posting and if, when I can't post things because sometimes I'm not allowed by the client and that happens 99% of the time, mm-hmm. they don't allow me to show any work in progress or something, I basically just post memes. and and you know what i just want i I want to make people laugh or whatever sometimes i'll post something more serious like you know something spiritual or whatever but the the whole deal is that you need to interact with people yeah that network has to be alive if you stop doing that especially with social media algorithms like i've seen it my followers start like kind of dissipating
2: Mm. you don't
1: want to you want to keep showing your stuff because that is as important as creating your art if you don't have an audience then doesn't matter how good your art is is, but you won't eat or you won't get work that's it so they go hand in hand learn more about social media learn about the algorithms learn about the hashtags which sometimes I don't even use because I've come to realize that sometimes you don't need you don't even need the hashtags anymore on Instagram it's more organic but you know sometimes I do kind of like switch it up and then sometimes I add the, the hashtags but that's it man it's just it's just a matter of truly uh loving what you do and that includes doing the stuff that you don't like but for the purpose or the 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 means to stay a full-time artist you know for, for many years to come so that's it that's, that's it, it. And well, don't be afraid of reaching out to famous sculptors man like there's most of these people that I know they're extremely approachable and they're kind people yeah. I, I i have yet to Sculptor who's amazing, a master that's not, you know, nice and kind and you know, just generous with their time. Uh, I reached out to Mark Newman, uh, I think a month and a half ago, and I had never, I don't remember ever talking to him. And I was always like, you know, kind of like, oh, maybe he's so busy, he won't even, you know, maybe he won't want to talk to me, you know, um, or maybe I'm just going to be annoying him, like, you know, and you know, he's probably uh working on this deadline, whatever it was. Sometimes we think that way, we Mm -hmm. shouldn't. and and the way my my, uh feeling is coming from a from a place of knowing how busy i am Mm -hmm,
2: so mm -hmm. i think
1: like oh man i'm calling this guy you know i I have a friend steve wang he's an amazing Mm -hmm. artist you know he's and and i try not to i i talk to him like maybe twice three times a year but he's always telling me god come on over you know let's go out to eat or you know he's super cool Mm -hmm. and i i do it you know but sometimes i'm like no man i you know i respect their time but um but it's okay. Just reach out. They have time; they'll reply. If they don't have time, don't feel upset. It's just maybe uh, their message or your message went to spam mm-hmm. on on Instagram or on Facebook. Don't feel bad.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: for the most time, we will try to reach back and say, "Hey, hi, how can I help you?" You know. But do that, and 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 you will be surprised like of how much wisdom you can you can get from people like that. You know, reaching out to people like that. So. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid.
0: Well, I want to say, um, Eric, I want to, first of all, I want to thank you for all the years that you have done. You have inspired me so many times. You inspired me first and foremost because I am very proud of you uh, because uh, we, first of all, first and foremost, we're Mexican and it's always nice to see another Mexican um, that is, is pursuing his dreams and is doing it in a way that is not an easy path. It hasn't been easy, I know, but you are doing it. And every time you present your art, then also, I feel like, I feel like that's part. I, I, even though I'm not the one sculpting it, I feel (laughs) like there's a part of me there. Uh, (laughs) yeah. Like, I feel like you represent us that like you have, you're doing it every day with your work and, um, you are a person that I admire because you're approachable because um, because you're always there for others, you're always sharing information. Because you love tacos and you always talk about tacos every day. You know what? I, 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 I love tacos. I,
1: like, I, I don't eat tacos every day, but you know I probably eat tacos like twice a month. But I. I'm always posting like pictures uh, taken in the past or from fr- other friends, like feeds or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, post tacos, tacos, but you know, I love tacos, but I
0: don't eat it. every day, me know. too. I can, you know, I, I wish I could eat every day, but yeah, me too. <laughs> I can't, I, my, doctor, I can't, will my, let me my doctor doesn't yeah. let me yeah, too much, but I love that. And, um, you know, I'm proud of what you have done and you accomplish. I am happy for the journey happy for the stuff that you have done. Um, I know that it hasn't been, again, hasn't been easy, but um, every day you, you continue to impress me with your work. Um, right. And I definitely, you are an inspiration for a lot of young artists and that they continue, they're, they're coming into this and definitely it's not an easy path. But you, have, you are proof that it's possible. If you put your effort and you love what you do and you continue, You, you know you, you will get there. It may not be tomorrow, but eventually you'll get there. So um, yeah, it happens. Oh, like like you said, it's all about relationships about having those friendships and building uh, those, you know, those um, relationships that can bring to the, bring you to that place that you need to be. Now, before I give before we go on anything, uh, any plans for a prototype C, you know, I forgot to ask you about that.
1: Yeah, you know, actually that that's the thing. Um, uh, to be honest, like because of my, my work schedule throughout the years, I've neglected, um, Focusing more on prototypes, and the only reason is, and it's a very simple reason, and people might not like that, but it's the fact that it's like everything that I make off prototypes. It's almost after paying, you know, royalties or paying for the license, it's almost even. So I'm not really making, making much when I do the prototype stuff. So, um, so I've only done, let's see, one, two, three characters, but if we divide it by two versions, two scales. So yeah, we've done like maybe like in total like 12 items uh for prototypes, but only three characters and you know with the alternate character exclusive or whatever uh version. So right now it, it, the thing is that sometimes also it takes a while mm-hmm. for you know it's just I'm a one man company and you know, um, you know, for, for a while, like it was my friend Glenn, he was he was taking care of all that, and now like I'm I'm trying to you know do everything on my own. And um I have Miguel that helps me tremendously. And the thing is that I need to be able to focus more on 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 doing the prototype stuff, but you also have to understand that I have to balance like you know meeting my my personal needs or my family needs mm-hmm. with 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 everything right so so that's why it's been tougher right now, I can tell you that we're we're renewing the license for Street Fighter and it's gonna be a cool. new line different line, and uh we're not gonna have like the full-on like you know half body anymore because things are getting too expensive in China and then shipping is getting too expensive so I've been listening to a lot of people saying like all right you know just just make us a a tiny you know bust where the head alternate head can go on or something and that's cheaper so I'm thinking of doing that and 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 hopefully like you know people will appreciate that and uh right now I'm hoping that probably our our next release will be something big like something like either Sangeef or okay or you know, either, uh, that or, or Sagat. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping so, but I'm just waiting for their feedback and, mm. and hopefully if that happens, uh, we'll be making an announcement soon that, you know, for the new line. Okay. And we'll see we have a, we have, we're working with this new factory and, you know, hopefully this factory is a lot faster because we're working with, with other different factories and, and there's slow man, because we're just a little guy. So I yeah.
0: guess priority, I give it Those to Those the us. big companies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, Yeah. But thank you very much, Eric. And uh, and again, and I will have for everyone that is watching this and listening, I will have the links in the description uh, to follow Eric. If you are listening to this, you're watching this, but you don't know Eric and (laughs) you've been listening to this for two hours. Uh, I will have the links for you to. you can follow him social media. you can see his work and you can actually approach him as well and reach out to him uh like you like mentioned uh he he answers it may not be right away because he's a busy person, but he will answer and i i I can attest to that because he does that to me. he always answers and he's always kind with his responses. But I want to say to everyone, I want to again thank you very much for supporting this podcast. This is the season finale. Stay tuned for the next season. Uh, you'll have more information at by the end of the year. We'll, we'll let you know. We'll bring more guests and more interviews. But I want to say to all of you, thank you very much. God bless you once again, Eric. Thank you. God bless you too, and everyone. I have a question. Yes, sir. Can I
1: come back for next season when I have
0: Thundercats? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You can come anytime you like. You just let me know whenever and I'm ready for you. So thank you, you everyone, and God bless. Bye-bye.